Welcome to the Scale Without Burnout podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Silito. This podcast is a result of my purpose to help ambitious business owners like you avoid stress, overwhelm, and burnout in the workplace. In this podcast, I share everything I've learned about how to grow a profitable business, stay fit and healthy, maintain strong relationships, and develop the right mindset for success. So you can thrive, feel inspired, and work at your full potential. Pavel Matsek. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hello, Andrew. Hello, everybody. Thank you for the invitation. It's a, it's a pleasure Thank to have you, you on. I've been looking forward to this one, tapping into your mind. I'd like to hear a lot about uh, you know, Strong First, your philosophy, your background. I know that we, obviously we've done a bit of work together, which has been very insightful for me. Um, so let, let's get straight into it. Uh, Pavel, tell us just a bit about your background, because I know you've got you've got a martial arts background. Obviously, you're a strong first master instructor. Just give us a bit of an overview of, of you and how you came about doing what you're doing today. Uh, all right. Uh, uh, my original education are humanities, uh, especially philosophy and psychology. So that's my university education. My main background, I would say, are martial, are martial arts. I started to practice Chinese martial arts in 1991 uh, here in Prague, in Czechia, and later I studied in 1997 and later in San Francisco, uh, in Chinatown, and then in Hong Kong and in China. I'm also an MMA practitioner and MMA coach. So this is, uh, I would say, my original education, humanities, philosophy, psychology theory mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. is this then uh, uh, primitive violence right uh, which is uh, martial arts both uh, traditional and modern and of course uh, uh, probably uh, today most people know me for my uh, strength and conditioning work uh, I'm a student of uh, Pavel Tatsulin uh, founder and chairman of uh, uh, school of strength called strong first and student of uh, many of his uh, students, such as uh, Fabio Zoni, Brad Jones, Doug Hartwell, and many, many others. We have excellent team of coaches, and I'm very proud to be part of Strong First. And I'm very, very honored uh, to have uh, such a, such a great uh, teachers. So, so that's that's my background in a nutshell, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's, it's wonderful, and I, I'd like to know a little bit more about where you see the connections between your background in martial arts and strong first, because there clearly is a, a philosophy within the strong first community, which is, which is driven by pa- Pavel Tasulin clearly. And um, just tell us a little bit about that and where you see some of the similarities between the, your, the philosophy, the, the Chinese philosophy, the martial arts and, and strong first. We are truly school for strength. Uh, so we are a school which is built around uh, certain values and uh, certain virtues, uh, I would say. And the gentleman that uh, I just mentioned, uh, Pavel leading from the top, Ray Jones, Fabio, and many, many others, they are leading by example. We believe that uh, strength has a higher purpose and we train strength to uh, become physical stronger. Uh, physically stronger, mentally stronger, more uh, anti-fragile and resilient. And uh, we train to apply our strength uh, in the world out there. So mm-hmm. we do care about our one repetition, uh, max uh, deadlift or heavy press, yes. But the question is, 
if the training uh, is truly functional, you need to apply your strength out there. And it might be your uh, sport uh, endeavors, such as in my case, martial arts. Uh, many of my students are either amateur or professional uh, sportsmen of uh, various, various uh, sports. But uh, especially in today's times, we need to use our strength to help uh, other people to get stronger, to be healthier, be more resilient, uh, as well as truly help them, let's say, uh, uh, financially or uh, volunteering in a, in, a, in a case of a natural disaster or catastrophe. So mm -hmm. with, with a uh, big strength uh, uh, comes a uh, uh, huge responsibility, right? Yeah, yeah. It's the uh, same thing in the martial arts. Uh, uh, one of my favorite scenes in an old movie uh, with Steven Seagal, Hard to Kill. Uh, he says how he started to learn martial arts in the movie. He explains to a lady and he said, I was stationed somewhere in uh, China. We went to visit uh, my, my first master and he asked me, so you want to get strong, right? And he said, yeah, sure, of course. And you want to beat people, right? Win? And he said, yeah, of course. And he said, you know what? Hurt people is easy, but to help people, that's difficult and that's important. Uh, learn first how to help people and then we all take it from there. And yeah. I think that's uh, what uh, martial arts are for. We train our strength and our capacity of violence, but uh, in, in order to tame our inner tiger in, in us, uh, uh, not to misuse the violence, but uh, if, as we say, violence is not always the answer, but when it is an answer, it is the it is the only answer, right? right. Okay. Uh, so same goes for, for our strength. Uh, same goes uh, for everything. So we train to make world better, stronger place. That's that's yeah. how I would say. No, I Martial love that. Yeah. Training. Uh, that uh, they have these things in common. Sorry, I'll just turn on some notifications here. All good. Yeah, that, that's. I love that. I love the whole philosophy, and I can see there the connection. But there are a few things you mentioned that I'd like to touch on, uh, which one was around sports specific training and not necessarily that strong first is sports specific, but there clearly are some benefits through doing the, this type of training, but then also for life. And the, the kind of the other scenario, one of the things I, we talk about in our sort of four keys program is always ready. You know, whenever you're called upon, you need to be ready, whether that's to pick your child up and sprint away, you know, and carry your child to safety or whatever the circumstance is, you're always strong and ready to do that. And I think that's why Strong First kind of resonates with me. Uh -huh. um, can we just talk about sports for a moment uh -huh. and some of, the, some of the athletes that perhaps are working with Strong First uh -huh. and, and what they're seeing as benefits? And what, what I mean by that is not necessarily doing specific like i'm a hockey player right so I, background in ice hockey we can do very specific training uh -huh. but i've been doing simple and sinister now for nearly six months and i've noticed i'm 44 this year i've noticed significant improvement in my fitness through doing the this these the simple exercise versus the kind of very specific stuff i used to do back in the day you know lots of plyometric work lots of power cleans, lots of, you know, specific sprints and so on. I, what I really like about Simple is it, it, it bridges the gap between life 
and sports. So the fact that if I'm called upon to play in sports, I feel like I'm ready. If I if I need to do something in my life, I'm ready. Can you just elaborate on why the kettlebell or a, or a program like Simple and Sinister is so effective? Because I talk about it a lot. People are bored of me talking about it. But to hear it from you, I think, would be very interesting. Yes, sir, of course. The thing is, uh, especially in today's uh, world of uh, sport training and, let's say, strength and conditioning for various sports, uh, things got uh, too complicated. So you have all these fancy programs, very complicated. You have to print out six pages and, uh, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's just a chaos. The thing is the foundational uh, program, let's say foundational mobility, uh, flexibility and movement quality, foundational strength and conditioning is uh, same for everybody. So many people think that they are, you know, too unique and they want to have a, a custom-made program uh, just for them. But uh, you know what? In our gym, uh, we may have, let's say, 10 or 18 students at, uh, at the class. There will be a gentleman in his 60s, uh, pushing 70s. Uh, next to him will be a professional MMA fighter. Next to him will be a hockey player, let's say. And uh, they may be doing the same exercises. They may be doing even the same program. So if uh, the foundation is not firm, uh, then don't worry about what color your ceiling will have, right? So first, build a firm foundation of your, of your house, which is uh, movement quality, uh, flexibility, mobility, right? Breathing, big time, very, very important. And as well as some uh, simple daily habits. Many people get uh, so much better just when they go to sleep earlier and sleep uh, a little bit longer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, simple diet and that's, uh, that's, uh, that's it. Same goes for exercise. Instead of doing what we call random act of variety uh, or uh, the complicated programs that I mentioned before, just uh, select a simple program which will be your main strength and conditioning program, uh, or even just a strength program, it usually revolves about around uh, two or three big lifts, right? So you may, cho you may choose a bodyweight drills, you may choose uh, uh, barbell drills or kettlebell drills. Uh, we at Swarmfers, uh, we are probably known for kettlebell most, but we are not a kettlebell school, we are truly school of strength. So the important things are the principles behind how we use tension, how we use relaxation, how we combine movement uh, with, uh, with uh, strength, right? So these are the most important things that uh, the potential student or instructor learns uh, at our lessons or courses. And then he can apply them to basically any tool. You will work with TRX or, or rings or, or dumbbells, you will apply the same principles. So mm -hmm. foundation, quality of movement, that's one of why one of our partner organizations is Functional Movement Screen. And I'm a huge fan. It's a, such a simple tool and uh, uh, you learn so much about uh, uh, how body works in a very, very simple term. I'm not yeah. a doctor, I'm a coach. So this is exactly the tool uh, for me. Then simple program, so some joint mobility and uh, move prep, then uh, introductory, let's say kettlebell exercises. And I truly believe that kettlebell is the most universal tool and it is also the uh, most accessible tool. You can mm -hmm. have you know, four or three uh, in, your, in your garage or the apartment and you can 
develop very, very high quality of strength conditioning by staying healthy. You jump on a simple program, which may be as simple, as simple as Sinister, which mm -hmm. is uh, basically three, uh, three lifts, uh, goblet squat, uh, get up and uh, swing. Very simple program. You are done basically in anywhere between, I would say, 30, maybe 45 minutes. You can keep doing it uh, daily. You develop multiple qualities. And once you reach our first goal, our first standard, which is called simple, which is a certain number of reps of swings and uh, get ups in a certain time frame, you have built excellent foundation for anything else. And then we can talk about, let's say, a hockey or you know, you play volleyball or you are an MMA uh, fighter. Then we can talk and then we will add uh, uh, some extra drills, maybe right. next training or for a fighter. Of course, we will work uh, uh, not only, uh, not, the important thing is not only what the uh, sportsman needs to do, but uh, what kind of posture or troubles that his sport brings into the game we counter, right? So mm -hmm. lots of the stuff for people who spend their sport in flexion, let's say BJJ, we do lots of uh, extension drills. So yeah. uh, for, for any type of sports, build a firm foundation with uh, some fundamental lifts. And uh, I know that you personally are a huge fan of uh, kettlebell get up. Like uh, what muscles, what movements, what transition you train there? A lot of it's a it's a great uh, exercise. It's also excellent screen, and you will you will get so much stronger while moving better, which is important. So build a foundation, and then take it from there. Maybe your thing, your sport requires high level of uh, absolute strength. Barbell, best tool, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe you are traveling uh, very often or you are a tactical, uh, tactical athlete. Maybe you are in a police, military, right? Some combination of kettlebell lifting and body weight skills. And again, done quite differently than most people do. Uh, we focus again on big body weight lifts, such as uh, one-arm push-ups or single leg squats, pull-ups, including weighted pull-ups, strict hanging leg raises, uh, handstand push-ups, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and so on. And you'll be, you'll be all right. Don't complicate stuff uh, too necessarily just to look uh, uh, like a professional, educated professional, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, I love the simplicity of it. You know, what you're talking about. Yeah, so I interrupted you then. But I, I love the simplicity. And the one thing I've noticed, particularly around foundation, and I've done foundational strength before, so basic complex uh, training, you know, deadlift, uh, bench press, et cetera, squat. Um, but, it never, but it never helped me get into a pistol squat. And that's the thing I've noticed that since I've been doing the get-ups and the kettlebell swing, it's enabled me to do things that I never, I couldn't do before. Uh, so it's in, mm -hmm. somehow, I'm kind of, it's quite insidious really, but it's improved my flexibility. It's improved strength and some nuances in my movement. And I've noticed that when I'm on the ice that I've, when I play hockey, that I'm able to get into different positions that I wasn't able to before. Um, so we've talked about sports. Majority of people that I work with are I'll just owners. To that, I'll just to that, Andrew, if you allow me, uh, we have coined this term in our community, in Strong First, which is what the hell effect, which means <laughs> yeah. 
become better at something that you don't train. You'll be yeah. doing your kettlebell swings and kettlebell get-ups, and let's say your 5K run uh, uh, will improve, or maybe you'll improve in pull-ups, or your deadlift will improve, or you will improve in other uh, stuff that you are not training for. And uh, I, I also didn't believe it uh, until I started to train uh, with kettlebells, and uh, it's confirmed both by my results, results of our numerous, numerous uh, athletes of different levels. Uh, sometimes, I'm, I mean, I'm still surprised uh, when I'm uh, training with kettlebells or teaching uh, kettlebell lifting, or I see the results of my students, how it works. I, I still don't know. But yeah. it works. So what the yeah. hell? I love that. I mean, that. That sums it up perfectly because it is exactly that. It's like all of a sudden I'm doing more pull-ups than I was before, and I haven't done them in a long time. It's, it's, it's. I find that interesting just through doing these these very simple movements, which really, when I do simple, the get up and the the kettlebell swing is, you know, it can be 20 to 30 minutes a day. That's it done. You know, maybe a, a nice walk, maybe the, the odd run. Uh, I went for a run last week and I haven't run in you know, nearly a year. Uh, so uh, it was still painful. I was in my barefoot shoes. So it was a little painful, you know, on the calves, but I recovered very quickly as well, which was um, surprising. Um, and I'm conscious we've talked a lot about sports. Um, and a lot of people that will be watching this are business owners thinking, well, how do I fit all this? And what, you know, talking about mobility and the fact that many people, particularly now, they're on Zoom a lot, doing a lot of meetings mm-hmm. on Zoom. They're sat in their chair all day. What, what's your advice for somebody who, is just getting into fitness, strength training, wants to get stronger, recognizes that being strong is, is incredibly important for longevity. So they, they understand that. What, what are the first steps somebody should take to start developing mm-hmm. strength, improving their mobility and making sure they're getting out of the chair? Mm-hmm. First thing that I would start with, uh, we need to think like, uh, what do you do throughout the day? Like most often. It means if you do some stuff most often and you do it wrong, then the potential uh, uh, troubles will be catastrophic, right? Breathing. That's the first thing that uh, I would start with. We do, let's say, somewhere between 17,000 to 21,000 breaths a day. And it is important how you breathe throughout the day. So that would be my first uh, thing. And there are some, you know, just simple, quick tips uh, that uh, the students will uh, pay attention to. And uh, suddenly their quality of sleep will uh, improve. Their posture will improve. uh, And it will build an excellent foundation for some uh, specific types of breathing that we use later in the strength training. But that would be my step number one, breathing throughout the day and breathing uh, uh, throughout the night. Then some basic mobility, right? We know that uh, most of uh, the people today are sitting too much. So we will need to uh, do improve the T-spine extension, uh, some hip extension, wake up uh, the glutes and generally improve, uh, work on a basic, uh, basic movement quality. And it can be done like laser focus, let's say the functional movement screen that I have mentioned before, uh, just seven simple screen that you can run like in 10, uh, 12 minutes, and you know exactly where to start. And guess what? With most people, you start with a simple uh, breathing, just how I, uh, I mentioned before, uh, some foam rolling possibly to improve the uh, quality of tissue and some uh, simple stretching, let's say, or, or, or mobility work. 
and that would be the step zero, I would say. Then some uh, strength training, which actually builds on the foundation that uh, I have just mentioned, such as uh, simple and sinister. If you look uh, at a simple sinister, how many bases it covers, right? You do your kettlebell, kettlebell halos, so you are already in a vertical plank, and you mm -hmm. learn how to extend the, uh, the, the hips, uh, engage the glutes, brace the abs, and uh, you move your shoulders uh, beneficial not only for your shoulders but also for your elbows then we do glute bridges uh, to uh, open up the hip flexors stretch the hip flexors and at the same time uh, engage the glutes uh, goblet squat squat for the people uh, mobility of the lower extremities and then you are ready to swing which is an excellent anti-sitting exercise you are lifting weight you are lifting it uh, uh, dynamically you need to use force power and uh, you go into full hip extension you engage glutes and you train basically it's a full body exercise uh yeah. Pavel says uh, 30 swings for every hour of sitting or something like this right yeah. and i think he's, he's he's perfectly right then get up again we work on the movement quality on the step zero and now we load it right our uh, simple joint mobility and movement uh, uh, exercise comes uh, from our original strength a system that i'm very fond of which is basically you start with breathing then with some head nods and you roll on the floor uh, then you crawl then you stand up and then we repeat the same thing uh, with a get up we again get from the ground up but uh, we move under the load with integrity so mm -hmm. mobility and movement first move well move often as uh, the fms guy says and then move strong and i would say then use your strength for for some uh, good purpose yeah yeah and you've talked about breathing a lot there's something in the the get up that's that's very mindful we've talked about this before the the daily practice and the fact that it's despite the, the you know you talked about integrity strength power there's something very mindful about the exercise as well and incorporating that breathing can you can you just elaborate particularly with the get up can you just kind of mm -hmm. elaborate on that and what you mean by daily practice and the kind of mindfulness of, of doing these exercises mm -hmm. uh, practice that's actually the key word right practice let's say you take a violin lessons right mm -hmm. you go uh, to your teacher to learn how to play violin and the goal is not just you know ooh, ooh, make some weird sounds right <laughs> just produce sound the goal is to uh, learn how to play beautiful piece of music right and we approach the training uh, in exactly the same way it is not uh, it is not a workout you are not uh, trying to work yourself out right the thing uh, to get the instant gratification you are huffing and puffing and then you get sweaty and the next day you are sore and you you think that you are improving right no you just uh, you were just huffing and puffing and get sweaty and you are sore it doesn't say anything about your long-term progress so we are focused on the long-term progress we have certain standards we have certain plan we have certain uh, program tools and uh, uh, selected exercises and we move to, towards that uh, target so we approach every training session as a practice so you you are trying to do it better every single time you take notes after your practice session you are trying to figure it out how to move better and move stronger because if you are using a lightweight 
anything goes, right? I can do get up and swings with bad form and any uh, type of variation and reps. But once you uh, start to lift heavy and you want to lift heavy in the future, uh, things changes. Big weight uh, teaches with a big uh, stick. So yeah. you better be patient and you better be focused, right? Yeah. So, so this thing, practice, not a workout and uh, long-term progress, not the instant gratification. Some sessions will be really light and you say, hey, I mean, I, I, do, I don't feel anything, right? Right, you can feel hunger. That's okay, but otherwise, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, uh, who cares? Important thing is you are improving long term. You look into your training diary and you see, oh, three months uh, ago or six months ago I was here. Now I'm there, and I sleep well. My my sport uh, training uh, and performance doesn't suffer. Actually, uh, I got better. I recover well, and I generally enjoy life uh, more. So uh, that's yeah. our goal. Yeah. And there will be things which will be like pretty hard. Let's say glycolytic uh, peaking protocols for uh, specific uh, events on some you know harder sessions. So uh, there are there will be some harder sessions, but don't look for them. Right, just. Mm -hmm. Just enjoy the enjoy the practice. Yeah, and I I think that's what's resonated with me is is enjoying the practice, enjoying the process, and the fact that I I've got something to develop and get better at, lift heavier, etc. And something you talk about is that aiming for that perfect rep, which never comes, but we're always aiming for that 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 perfect rep. Um, there's a couple of questions coming through which I don't want to miss either. So, uh, but I, I do want to talk about those people that might come to you and say, Hey, Pavel, I've I want to lose 40 pounds this year. Um, I'd like to get into better shape. You know, more, I've got more aesthetic goals rather than mm -hmm. saying maybe more than strength goals. What, what would your response be to someone, someone like that who wants to, you know, build the guns? Sure. Why not? Right. But uh, uh, first of all, uh, if you want to lose weight, that happens in a kitchen at the dining table. Yeah. In the gym, you learn and you are working on moving better and moving stronger, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I don't, first of all, I don't count calories. I couldn't care less how many calories I burn. I eat calories. I truly enjoy eating calories, right? But uh, calorie is not a calorie. So the food quality and uh, possibly timing is uh, very important. So I'm a, a huge fan of, uh, uh, let's say, a paleo diet combined with uh, fasting. And mm -hmm. it works like magic, right? So eat only what uh, what uh, uh, you you can either pluck it uh, from the from the ground or take it from the tree or cut cut its head off, right? And if you can do it, then you eat it. If you can't do it, then don't eat it. Simple rule from the name Miyaki, right? So that's for losing weight, uh, uh, food quality. Mm -hmm. And uh, possibly some uh, some fasting, which, uh, as we know, it's uh, the number one and the only uh, longevity and health practice that is uh, truly confirmed that it works like a magic for extending our uh, lifespan. Then the same thing that I have just mentioned before: breathing, mm -hmm. movement, some fundamental lifts. And uh, if uh, the gentleman or lady will, uh, let's say, uh, their goal is uh, to lose weight and you know get in shape, look good uh, in a in a swimsuit or naked, uh, then same thing: food quality, sleep, some fundamental, simple strength training program, 
to build a foundation and then we can uh, focus more let's say on some hypertrophy uh, protocol or some conditioning protocols but uh, without a solid foundation mm, that, that ain't gonna happen right and again the, the cool thing is that it's simple right you go shopping and you you buy meat lots of veggies maybe maybe some nuts berries and uh, and that's it right then then you go strength train and you do swings and get ups and goblet squats then stretch and go home right oh it's 10 o'clock i shall go sleep to get my eight hours in right oh i'll i'll skip breakfast and, and uh, have a late lunch and then a dinner again simple simplifies uh, lots of stuff and you don't need to count and wait and uh, look through a difficult program and you know count macros uh, i i of course, you can play with it later, but then start with the simple stuff and take it from there. Yeah, yeah. No, I like, I love that. I, I mean, for me, you know, I, don't, I can't remember the last time I weighed myself or know how many calories I ate. It's, it's getting to that level of intuition, you know, and that's that's uh, very. I found it very empowering once you could let go of all of that and not be concerned about calories yep. and macros and all that kind of thing. Um, a few questions coming through. Uh, on the live show. So Ben, we kind of touched on breathing a lot. He's asking, mm -hmm. uh, what's your opinion on nasal breathing? Do it, of course. I'm uh, also a uh, uh, second wind uh, instructor uh, by Pavel, as well as uh, Patrick McKean, student of uh, Oxygen Advantage. So uh, if we uh, were talking about breathing, the first thing is nasal breathing. Nose is for breathing, mouth is for eating. You can try it the other way around, but uh, it usually works uh, better, uh, better this way, right? So nasal breathing, uh, uh, of course, for uh, for daily life, uh, sports-specific breathing, that will be different. So you will breathe differently, let's say, in your deadlift, in your swing, in your bench press. You will have specific modes of breathing uh, for your sport. Let's say you are a runner or you are a diver or you are an MMA fighter, right? But again, it builds on foundation of, uh, uh, of uh, your breathing throughout the day and throughout the uh, night. So for a day, breathe through the nose only. That's step number one. And you have a, a multiple bases uh, cover because your breathing will be uh, deeper. You'll engage your diaphragm uh, better, which uh, is, of course, uh, the next step. You shouldn't be able to hear your own breathing. You should be able to see it. So nothing moves, especially, especially here. There is a pause after, uh, natural pause after you breathe out and the volume and the frequency is pretty low. And no, I'm not going to give you any specific number. That's a truly individual, but, uh, basically the breathing is uh, reduced. Mm -hmm. What to do during the night? Because many people speak, uh, sleep with their uh, open mouth or snore, right? Or wake up in the morning and they just feel tired or, or they, they have a dry mouth. Tape your mouth uh, uh, at your night. I know it sounds bizarre, but it works like a, like a magic. So, of course, start uh, during the day. Just wear the tape, let's say, for 10 minutes or 20 minutes. Then tape it. Kiss your wife. Tape her mouth, tape your mouth, uh, and uh, uh, maybe just a 
thin uh, thin uh, slice and maybe it will fall off uh, the first few nights but you will be very surprised you will wake up you know and feeling so much so much uh, better of course don't do it if you enjoy you know your five to ten uh, check beers and you come home then probably it's not a good idea to tape your mouth just to be sure okay. that's yet following the procedure that i have i just mentioned if you will be the one who dies in the sleep uh, taping his or her mouth then send me an email so i know okay okay <laughs> all right ben i hope you heard that um not after five to ten check beers that's the that's the advice yeah. um yes yeah um there's another question also about uh people people working from home at the moment mm -hmm. and, and we touched on this earlier sitting down all day what are your thoughts on standing desks and being standing all day as an alternative mm -hmm. or should we be mixing up what are your thoughts uh i personally hate uh, sitting so if i need to work uh, on the computer and i need to work on computer a lot i'm doing lots of writing translations articles and so on and so forth i i like to uh, alternate between different positions so yes, a standing desk. I have a, I have a one at my home, and then I alternate maybe deep squat, maybe sitting straddle, uh, kneeling, seiza position. So I try to alternate the positions uh, a lot, like as many positions as possible. And actually, I shot a video a few weeks or maybe months ago about it. But people can find it on my Instagram. There is a video with maybe ten uh, different postures uh, that uh, people can use. Uh, working on the computer but okay. that's just step number one because uh, we are designed for a movement not for sitting or not for standing so have as many movement snacks uh, it's a term coined by tim anderson of original strength throughout the day so keep moving you know work on your computer for 20 minutes half an hour and then go to do your pull-ups or just hanging on your pull-up bar which you shall have uh, at your apartment or uh, in your office right do 30 swings right uh do some uh, spine extension or just roll on the floor if you can uh, at home probably not in the office but you can still do lots of uh, lots of stuff just you know extend your spine squeeze the glutes uh, uh, uh go outside do some you know knee knee to elbow anything anything will do yeah nice. so more that. and then just mix it up every 25 to 30 minutes just maybe even put it on a timer you know, just to get up and because we can get lost yep. in the work sometimes. Um, That's why I don't do their continental flight, right? Because there, uh, I can't, I can't do the window because if I need to sit for for a couple of hours and I just, uh, I mean, I I hate sitting, right? Yeah, gotta get, get moving around for yeah, sure. Sitting there or or any any uh, alternate with any other positions and have as many movement snacks as possible. Pull up bar and just some spinal decompression is a. Uh, it's an excellent, excellent, simple drill that uh, will help a lot. That's also yeah. what I do very often. Yeah, great. Thank you so much for that. Um, so just one thing I'd like to touch on now, which is the difference between strength and bodybuilding. So when people think of getting strong, they might immediately mm -hmm. think of getting big, you know, getting gains, for example. And that can be off-putting for some people, you know. So can, can you just touch on that? So if someone that's mm -hmm. looking to develop muscle and they think, oh, I'm going to do simple and sinister uh, or pick up the kettlebell and, and, and kind of do something similar to that. What, what is the difference for you between strength training and bodybuilding? Uh, there are different ways uh, how to get stronger. 
So the good thing is you are just born and naturally strong, right? So if you have a good genes, but uh, we will not probably change that. So let's uh, focus on the other options than just being natural born killer, right? Uh, one of them, you can increase hypertrophy and especially some disciplines, let's say, if you want to be a bench press champ uh, champion, you need to increase uh, hypertrophy, right? But you can increase hypertrophy in, uh, in different ways. Usually what's done in a bodybuilding world, uh, it's so-called uh, uh, sarcoplasmatic hypertrophy. Basically, imagine uh, a chicken uh, injected with water, right? Uh, so you'll do, let's say, your sets of 10 uh, or to failure, uh, pump, uh, pump the muscle. And it works. We know uh, it works. We still don't know how it works, uh, but it works, right? But uh, uh, you will lose, uh, you will need to feed the muscle and you will lose uh, the muscle and strength uh, uh, pretty fast if you don't keep in the shape. And there are also other health uh, health uh, issue potential health uh, issues uh, with that so bodybuilding uh, competes in uh, you know if you look if you look uh, muscular and if you look good right then we have a powerlifting or weightlifting and then you compete and actually what you lift right and the old school uh, bodybuilders they were uh, universal soldiers so they not only looked good but they were also powerlifting weightlifting doing hand balancing Generally, some kind of wrestling, boxing. Uh, they were they were a universal uh, athletes. You can also build a, a different type of uh, hypertrophy, and it's called uh, uh, the first is sarcoplasmatic uh, uh, myofibrillar. I'll probably I, I don't know the right uh, English term. I know only in my language in in Czech. And imagine it's like you know like a steel cables, right? Mm -hmm. uh, joint together and the strength uh, that's for the hypertrophy as for the strength you can uh, work and that's what we do on the neural uh, aspect of your strength your body is already strong right mm -hmm. uh, Pavel says you can already lift a car you just don't know how to do it and this is exactly what we focus on in strong first uh, we want to be strong and uh, we want to be muscular and we do get and uh, we want to have functional uh, strength and we are way stronger than we look like uh, you know me personally i'm a, i'm a small guy right i'm uh, basically 70 kilos i weigh 70 kilos i'm a short guy uh, just before this interview, I did my simple and sinister. I did my 100 swings and my 10 get-ups with 48 kilo. But some people will find that incredibly hard to believe. And I, and I know it's true, but people will find it hard. Because I tell people I do a 24 and I get for the, for the get-up. And they think that's heavy. And you're doing twice that. And, you know, you're 10, 10 15 kilos lighter than me. Um, so yeah. what, I mean, that, but that's okay. interesting. Correct, uh, correct uh, method, right? What we focus on in solvers are so-called uh, strength skills or principles of strength. That's why so many people are amazed when they come through our courses because you, uh, let's say, can press, let's say, 24 kilo overhead. And then we'll tell you, okay, now pull up your kneecaps and squeeze your glutes and breathe like this, brace your abs. Now focus on this, this, eyes here, here. And you can press immediately heavier like after 20, 20 or 30 minutes of instructions. And you say, wow, if I get so much stronger just in 30 minutes, what will happen in, let's say, you know, three years, right? You will lift safer, 
you will live heavier and you will become stronger. So there is the, uh, let's say, the physiological aspect, muscles, and it still plays uh, big roles as well, as well as your connective tissue and your ligaments and, and uh, other stuff. But the neurological aspect uh, is huge. And once you learn it, uh, you will be able to use it in any type of uh, uh, sport, let's say activities, lifting some odd, odd objects, you will figure it out. So if you learn the principles of strength, then you will you can apply them anywhere and you, you can get so much, so much stronger. I certainly did. And I don't consider myself to be a strong guy. We have many really strong people uh, in strong firms like Mike Sousa, Derek Toshner, these guys, I mean, they are, they are super strong. But anybody, and I mean anybody, uh, men or women, young or old, can get so much stronger. And it's fun to be strong. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's uh, something on in that, particularly, you know, people that don't want to get muscly and, and big. You know, and I'm I'm probably making a sweeping statement here, but I I know if I my wife, for example, she likes to do the kettlebell, but she doesn't want to get big and strong. So, and I think there are it won't gonna happen if she doesn't take any special vitamins uh, yeah. or or doesn't doesn't jump on a specific muscle building protocol. It ain't gonna happen. In my opinion, in my opinion, people are worried about getting bulky and muscular way too much. Right, mm -hmm. way too much. It's uh, it ain't gonna happen. It's not uh, that easy. You need to jump on a specific protocol. You need to eat a lot, uh, and you need to sleep a lot. So people uh, strength train. There is a difference between bodybuilding and strength training. They, of course, they are part of a bigger uh, family, but uh, no worries. You know, just uh, mm -hmm. lift some heavy stuff uh, over your head, get stronger, and uh, eat like a responsible adult, sleep well, and uh, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, like it. Like it very much. Um, Liz, uh, there's another question come through here from, from Liz Nevitt. I'm not sure if we cover this off or not, but she's saying for people who went to the gym, now are isolating and don't have any equipment at home. Um, how can they integrate training at home? Are there some, some basics that we could uh, implement? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, simple advice, like the simplest advice would be body weight training but uh, body weight strength uh, training. Uh, what I personally focus on, and I'm traveling a lot, I'm teaching a lot, so not always I can get uh, uh, in a gym uh, with uh, kettlebells or with a barbell. So I do uh, lots of body weight strength training when uh, I'm on the road. So the simplest advice would be to purchase Pavel's uh, older book, which is called The Naked Warrior. It is, it is body weight strength training book, which covers in a great detail just two exercises, uh, one arm push-ups and one leg squats. And don't freak out if you think it's uh, too difficult to do it. There are various uh, progressions leading up to the food rails. And you will also learn some universal principles uh, of uh, strength. So that would be my uh, recommendation uh, for uh, pure body weight strength training that you can do anytime and anywhere because all you need is just few square feet. You don't even need a pull-up bar. You just need a floor, right? And you can do, you can work on your push-ups and your, uh, on your uh, squat, on your one leg squats. If you have a kettlebell and add some kettlebell swings or kettlebell snatches, that would be perfect. Or maybe once a week, some kettlebell deadlifts to work so-called big pull and work the posterior chain. So that would be my minimalistic uh, uh, program advice. 
price. Actually, I just launched uh, uh, a course, an online course, which is called the Great Gamma Protocol, which is based on uh, uh, exercises of the old uh, Indian and Chinese uh, wrestlers and martial artists, which uh, covers, I would say, a yin part to that yang part that I just mentioned. I mentioned mm -hmm. pure strength training. You usually do two or three reps uh, of uh, quite difficult exercise, something that you can do maybe five or six times, but you do just through uh, uh, two or three reps or throughout the day. That's your strength training. And that's your, then there is your, I'll call it uh, weighted joint mobility training. You do your Hindu squats, you do your Hindu push-ups, uh, they go high rep, you use completely different way of breathing, uh, you uh, try to save strength, but you work your soft tissue, your ligaments, and uh, you do it to keep healthy. It's health restoring uh, calisthenics. So that's what I like. In the morning, like a move prep, I do my uh, sun salutation, similar to yogas, and then I do my Hindu squats and my push-ups to be healthy and uh, to maintain my uh, joints uh, nice and happy. And then strength training, let's say I'm traveling, uh, then I uh, do one arm push-ups and one leg squats either throughout the day or in some, some kind of uh, program for traveling. Mm, very good, thank you very much. Thanks for sharing that. Um, so the thing that's coming out very strongly from this conversation, Pavel, just to kind of summarize, if you like, is keeping it simple. No, less yep. is more. Stay strong. For those that there want is to a, improve. It's important uh, thing to it, right? If you are on a minimalistic program, you need to choose really carefully. If you choose two or three exercises, you'll be doing. And if you choose wrong, what happens, right? So you need to choose carefully. And luckily, I truly believe in a great teachers and a great methods. They have done that for me, right? So they, cho they choose uh, some of the time-tested exercises, methods, and tools. They have been in use, some of them for hundreds, maybe thousands of years, right? Mm -hmm. And we are just perfecting it. So we do the minimal effective dose. If uh, you double your number of swings or get-ups, uh, you don't necessarily double your results. So they follow the program, follow it uh, to the letter because this is your minimum effective dose. If you do less, it, it won't work. If you do more, uh, maybe it will get uh, even worse. So mm -hmm. yes, minimalistic, simple, but uh, choose yeah. carefully. Trust good teachers. That's what I do. That's why I'm so grateful to have uh, such a great teachers. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Likewise, likewise. Um, so keep it simple. And particularly if you want to improve aesthetics, that happens in the kitchen. You know, so it's yep. going to help. But, you know, it I think Gym plus gym, it works like magic, right? Yeah. And, and, and bedroom, and I mean sleeping, right? It works, it works like, uh, yeah. like magic. Sleeping, breathing, keeping the training simple, eat simple. Yeah, I know. And then you can have a fun. I mean, you said to me, sorry, should I get the drinking tea and petting cats? Yeah, there you go. I know you love, you got your cats. I see them on Instagram. Um, but there was something else I was going to say then, and it's gone from me. I'm sure it will come back. Um, but I, I really do like the simplicity. But at the same time, that's right. You said something to me the other day. Uh, this, we don't have to be Buddhist monks here. We can have some fun and bring some variety in it. And, you know, <laughs> those that want to have their five to 10 check beers, you know, go for it. But just be smart about it and then get back into action, reset um, and live, live, live our lives. Right. That's, I think that's part of the philosophy as well.
Exactly. Don't live in the gym and don't live uh, by the clock and numbers, right? We are tactical athletes, right? We are, like you mentioned before, uh, be ready anytime, uh, anywhere. So we follow a routine and I think a routine is very important uh, for your life, uh, which means when you get up, what do you do in the morning, uh, when you go to sleep, uh, but then life's come, right? So enjoy your, enjoy your red wine, right? All good. Yeah, there you go. Great. Pavel, you've been amazing. Thank you so much for your time. For people that are listening to this, watching this, what, um, where should they go? Where, where should we send them if they want to find out more information about, about you? Uh, I have an English website. It's just uh, basically a hub for all my activities, which is uh, my name, pavelmacek.com. And there you will find uh, links uh, for all my English and uh, Czech websites, right? Uh, so I have a website called Simplex Strong dedicated to the all-time strong training. I have a log at uh, strongfirst.com forum, which I recommend uh, uh, to visit, strongfirst.com, my alma mater of uh, strength uh, and uh, uh, my Chinese martial arts practice, so you will find it uh, all there. Uh, you will find a link also to my uh, social media. Uh, I have to say that I truly enjoy Instagram because, you know, picture or a short video, some text, uh, I'm truly sharing things uh, that I'm doing and mm -hmm. things that are on my mind. So usually strength training, uh, some martial some martial arts, uh, some uh, lifestyle tips, uh, and cats, of course, like you, like you mentioned before. Uh, and uh, I have also a professional uh, Facebook uh, page. So if you just put my name basically in a Google, uh, Pavel Macek, or in any social media, you'll find my account, uh, and then you can follow me. Follow and me I'll, I'll also put the links in the show notes as well. So Thank you, sir. Thank you. That was absolutely fascinating. Very interesting. Very insightful. I'm sure lots of people out there got huge amounts of value from that. So thank you for your time. Thank you for your invitation, sir. Nice Pleasure. to talk to you. Absolutely. Likewise. You too. Thank you for listening to the Scale Without Burnout podcast. For more free resources and content on how to grow and lead your business and become the best version of yourself, head over to andrewsilito.com.